forget to rate our show and subscribe. Before we begin this podcast, if you or someone you know is in crisis or needs emotional support, there are tools that can help. So get yourself a pen and paper or open a note-taking app on your phone or computer. Feel free to pause this episode while you get yourself ready. The episode starts at 1 minute and 52 seconds. You can call Talk Suicide Canada at one 456 4566 You can text 45645, which is coming in the fall of 2023. In Canada, you can also call 988, the Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868. The Trans Lifeline in Canada is 1-877-330-6366. And in the United States, 1-877-565-8860. Or call 911. You are not alone, and you do not have to be alone. I would like to honor and recognize the traditional and unceded territories of the Katsi, Kwantlen, and Semiamu nations on whose territory I live, work, and play. Welcome to We Are the ADHD Family Podcast. This podcast is meant to chronicle our journey with ADHD, autism, and other discoveries along the way. I reach out to advocates, experts, individuals, and other families that want to raise their voices and empower those on their journey. My name is Mark Smeets, and I am passionate about removing barriers for others through creating connections and building on strengths and practical problem solving. I am married to Siobhan, a parent of two wonderful kids, and all of us have ADHD. I want you to feel like you have power and hope. And now, into the episode. Welcome to the next episode. Today, I want to tell a story about something that just recently happened with us. And recently, Owen tried out for track, and he did not make the team. This wasn't an all-year thing. The track time frame was actually very, very short, maybe about a month and a half. And there was a track meet at the end of May. Owen put his full heart and soul into it as he does with everything. And he, he you know, as I said, he didn't make the team and, and he was bummed. He was disappointed, but bummed. And I remember when he brought home the slip of paper that said that he didn't make the team. When I picked him up from school that day, he didn't want to give me, he didn't want to give me that slip of paper he he just he let me go into the backpack and do his binder and and read it and I could tell he was obviously crushed so what I did what I wanted to do for him was well let's find out where he was in these things because we've always raised him in in the perspective of looking to improve this is where you are now this is your 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 chapter marker, so to speak, and let's get into, you know, how can we prepare for the future? So I emailed the school, had to find out who the track coach was, which I actually had never met her before. Basically, all I initially said was, I know we wanted to, we just wanted to get feedback on what Owen can work on. He's bummed he didn't make the team. Let me know. Fairly straightforward email online, actually. So eventually... I heard back from the the coach that coached him, and I'll read you the email that she said. Now, when I again, when I put that original email out to them, I was looking for I was looking for specifics, right? What can Owen work on? Here's what the email says. 
Hi, Mark. I am one of the coaches for the sprints and relays. We had over 30 students come out for the sprint slash relays, which was wonderful to see. Unfortunately, we can only take eight girls and eight boys to the mini track meet on May 31st. We have had the students sprinting 80 meters and timing them for the last week or so. The decision was made based on their sprint times. Owen has done such a great job and I'm glad he's still coming out to practice. His speed will only get better. Luckily, the grade 3s have four more years of track and field. I hope this answers some of your questions. Thank you. Kind regards. I told my wife the response and then (laughs) she saw how annoyed I was because I didn't get an answer to anything. My question was, how can my son improve? What can he do to work on it? It felt like this roundabout answer. I don't know how many of their parents asked or wanted feedback like I did, but I was really disappointed. This was my response. Hello. Thank you. Zero issues on the criteria. That's what I would be expecting. Roughly, where were Owen's times compared to everyone else's? Fairly straightforward. Reply. Hi, Mark. We only kept track of the boys that came in the top 12 for each sprint. He was not in the top 12. He is a hard worker. I am sure he will get a chance to participate in a track meet at some point. (sighs) It's really annoying when I get seeing a response like that. If this was a logistics job or something like that, like if this was me back in the old life, so to speak, I wouldn't put up with it from any of my carriers if I got a roundabout answer in terms of something specific I was asking for. You might be thinking to yourself, Mark, buddy, it's grade three. I know it's grade three. I'm not expecting him to be gold medal track superstar. It's not about that at all. This is about building up his confidence and bringing us together for him to work on things. So when he knows that he didn't get somewhere, he knows he has to find a way to bridge that gap. The more practice he gets at that, the better off he will be. It's it's a life skill. Anyways, let's get back to the messages. I replied back. Well, and actually the other thing too I want to mention is that I felt like I was being dismissed when especially when Owen was when they were saying uh you know, he's a hard worker, I am sure he will get the chance to participate. Yeah, don't dismiss me. So I replied back, and this is what I wrote. So what was the fastest time then? We know Owen works very hard and he doesn't give up. This is why I'm asking for a concrete time, whether it's the fastest kid or the 12th place kid. It helps immensely because if somebody says that he has to be faster, that's not quantitative. You end up chasing ghosts and something may not be realistic. Not to mention, when we start taking him to physio to build on his strength, it gives us a target and we can take steps to reach that. Reply back from the coach. Hi, Mark. This is just elementary track. Based on the grade three and four boys this year, we took the top eight fastest boys in this group. The top eight were pretty evident. Their times ranged from 12 to 14 seconds. My reply, perfect. Thank you. That is the target I needed. I don't get why it's so hard to get information like this. We want to have kids be able to see where they need to go and plan a way to get there. I certainly felt dismissed. That annoyed me. And if I felt dismissed, how do you think a child would feel? 
pretty much the same way, I think. Let's, let's put ourselves in Owen's shoes for a minute. Because I've seen my son do a lot of the ninja and parkour stuff when he was much younger and how hard he worked at it, to say that he's in grade three, I'm not trying to sell my kid. I don't want my kids sold short because somebody thinks, oh, it's just grade three. Mm, no. Take a moment and put yourself in Owen's shoes. And at the start of recording this, I, 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 I told you how he was feeling. He was, he was really bummed. And if we had not done anything, then where would his mood be? Where would his regulation be? Oh, son, it's, I know you didn't make it. That's disappointing. We'll try again next year. And not deal with the feelings and such that come up. That wouldn't have gotten him anywhere. Somebody might say, Ah, well, that's just life. You have to get used to disappointment. No, you don't. No. What we need to get used to is... That's like when someone tells you, Oh, they're they're so resilient. Again, we know how much we all hate the word resilient. It just means you can take crap well. <laughs> That's all it actually means. So instead of leaving a child with that bum feeling and saying, uh, and hoping he'll just get over it, let's work through it. Let's set a target and let's work through it together and build on it. The one thing, there is one component of this I have not said yet. And I'll say it now. Before I got the email response back from that coach, I took Owen to the uh, field after school. And I said, son, I want you to run your hardest 80 meters. Show me exactly how you would do it. And I timed him. And I believe I, I think his time was something like 20 seconds. And when I got the email afterwards... You know, knowing that he was at 20 seconds and that kids were faster than that. Well, I believe the time she quoted in the email was 12 to 14 seconds. So you're telling me he's just six to eight seconds off? Now I can sit there and give him uh, an achievable goal. You know, get to X amount of meters in X time and build it slowly. And then when it comes time for the next track meet, he will have worked on those things and those fundamentals and had a chance to build it up. I think our job as parents is to give our kids hope and to teach them a way that they can look into the future and say, I can achieve this if I break these steps down. It's not that it's a bad thing to have the overall goal in your head, right? Uh, I want to be a chef. Well, we're not a chef overnight. We want to... We have to break these steps down. We have to go to culinary school. We have to learn how to cook, learn how to chop. All these measurable steps, many of which we can do on our own, outside of that environment. Look at a show like uh, uh, like uh, MasterChef, right? It's all the home cooks that that sit there and compete. It's not professional chefs. 
But it bothers me that regardless of how old that he is, and this goes for any grade for that matter, it's not that we sell our kids short when they don't make the team. That's not it. But it's, you didn't make the team. Here's what I want you to work on. Here's where you can improve. I think those are the things that make the difference in a person who's going to be positive and optimistic and someone who can go into a work situation and solve a problem by identifying the steps that you need to get to that ultimate goal. I'm curious to know what you feel in terms of the way that I reacted. Is there something that I've missed? Is there a point of view that I haven't considered? And maybe I just need to clarify one thing, is I'm not mad. Far from it. Was I disappointed and annoyed by the response? Absolutely. Am I going to let that get in the way of how to best advocate for my for my son? Nope, I'm not. It That's not going to happen. I think what's really exhausting when you advocate is you have to constantly rethink how you're approaching a problem. And there is this, the way that you ask the first time, if you don't get the answer, rephrase yourself the second time. Much like what I did in the mess in, in the messages, I changed, my ask was very consistent, but the way that I asked, the way that I worded it, that was what ultimately got through. And especially once I got to sort of explain it. Part of me wonders if I could have gotten there faster if if I had done a longer message and maybe explaining things first, but I don't know. That part of me wonders if I was getting a bit ahead of myself. The one thing that I need to make sure that I don't do, because a lot of people at the school know me, and I have fantastic relationships with them, which I want to preserve, I want to keep. I just want to make sure that my in my headspace, I don't fall into something where there's an assumption of some kind and, and I'm assuming that someone understands my intentions. I want information, but it's not about me getting the information. It really is about having the other person open up give me that information. It's about them. It's making it accessible for them so I can get what I need to help my son or anybody for that matter. I hope this helps. I hope this was interesting. I hope I presented a different point of view. I hope this gives you an idea when you're advocating for your own kids. It's the next day and after having a sleep, I wanted to add a few things into this. Yesterday when I was recording the episode, I had the window open, and uh, I apologize for some of the weird noises you may have heard. Those weird noises were children. <laughs> the There's a plugin I use, it's called a noise gate, and it allows sound to come in and out, so when you're not speaking, the sound cuts off. When you do speak, the gate opens. The kids were obviously louder than me. <laughs> And I should have closed the window. So my apologies for that. One of the points I wanted to make was 
I didn't want to come across as saying, you didn't let the autistic kid make the team. It's not about that. I'm never going to use that as an excuse. I think that's a... That's definitely the wrong thing to say. I don't want my son to make it onto the team because of that. I want him to get on the team because he earned it and he took steps because he has that capability to make it. I also wanted to take you back in time to when we didn't know anything. And I dropped a reference to a place called uh, Ninja, basically, and parkour. There was a, a gym near our house. It was called Ninja Sports Club. Fantastic place. We went there and Owen fell in love with it. I think he must have been five give or take maybe five and a half it's a place that had ninja obstacles and parkour obstacles let me explain the difference not many people know when you look at a show like american ninja warrior and you look at a activity like parkour they are different activities in parkour you're using everyday objects to propel yourself in different directions vertically horizontally whatever In Ninja, and there's various different kinds of Ninja, it's about not just moving side to side or up and down. It's about moving in any direction you can to get to the next obstacle. That's the difference between the two of them. As opposed to, say, gymnastics, where it's about trying to perfect a certain move on the balance beam or the rings. So there's the difference. When we started there, we loved it. We did not have a grasp on regulation at all, and we were very much learning these things. What I would do with him is, and I learned this the hard way, because, you know, when he couldn't make a move, when he couldn't achieve a certain part of the obstacle, he would get frustrated, he'd lose, he just absolutely melt down get angry he'd take it out at home it was horrible car rides my god what i began to do was break things down into steps for him and i said you're trying to do everything at once and you're trying to be perfect that isn't going to work i said the first thing i want you to do is reach point a so that's exactly what he would do then he'd reach point b then point c and Maybe point C is the entire course together. Keep in mind, we didn't know about his DCD at the time either. That was new to us. So we just saw him struggling and trying and getting frustrated. So I started a lot of the coaching stuff with him to have him bridge those gaps early because that's how my brain thinks. And as Owen got better with it and realized, hey, I'm making this and we'd celebrate those small victories... You know, if he realized he made part one or two, and then he would focus on part three, oh, that was, you know, that's a victory in itself. Because just changing that mindset is a big deal. It certainly brought us closer together, 
And I just became, so did my wife for that matter. I mean, we become his biggest cheerleaders because we see how hard he's trying. We know he's trying and he was pulling off some stuff. I loved it when he would grab onto the rings and he was swinging around like a monkey on these things. It was awesome. The the lache bar, it was just a pleasure to watch him swing from bar to bar. It I, <laughs> still puts a smile on my face. So when any sort of setback happens for us and for him, I always say, stop, don't think of the end result right now. We're going to think of what the next step is we do to need to get that we need to get to the end result. That's how I approach track and field. The fact that he couldn't, you know, I was just slower than everyone else wasn't good enough. How much time is he slower by? Well, how can we not put a plan into place for him to get better? That's what we do. And I think that's one of the skills that a lot of kids with whether it's ADHD or autism and, you know, when they're emotionally dysregulated, they're frustrated that they can't do something, you know, and of course the frustration is a, a massive blow up. But if we're not working through the steps to achieve something, we're putting too much pressure on ourselves to get there right away. And I don't think that immediacy of that automatic reward of automatically doing it, that's been around for a long time. I don't think it has anything to do with the digital generation that we're in. That existed a long time ago. I just wanted to provide some insight as to why my brain, number one, my brain, goes to that example and that process. And that's what I use with others and expect from others as well. I don't I don't just sit there and demand something from someone. That's not that's going to put your back up. It works much better for me to say, "Hey, I need to achieve this goal. I would like you to help me. The first thing I need to do is this. Are you able to help me with this?" That sounds a lot better than I need to achieve this goal. Can we do this right now? No. You know, tell me tell me which one that you want to hear from someone. I know what I would want to hear. And one more side note. I have heard Owen, which I absolutely love, when there's something that he can't do right away, he does break those things down. And I, I love the fact that he breaks the steps down and knows what he has to do next and, and kind of tries to figure it out. Sometimes he, he struggles a little bit with things, but that's okay. You know, we, we all do. It's this sort of problem solving skill that a lot of neurodiverse people sort of lack. Um, and for that matter, neurodiversity has really got nothing to do with it. A lot of people lack this sort of, you know, breaking the steps down and, and taking it there. We just get so wrapped up looking at the end goal. And one final thing, there's no new episode next week. There are a bunch of things I need to do and take care of, so this is going to take a brief little pause, and I hope that the next two weeks treats you really, really well. Stay safe. Ask some questions, too. Here he is. Hi. All, all the way from downstairs in the living room. <laughs> Owen. Owen, how, how are you today? Good. Good? Good. Owen, I have questions for you. Okay. Were you excited to try out for the track and field team? Um, yes. 
what was your favorite event? Burn down relays. Did you enjoy going to practice? Yes. When you didn't make the team, how did they tell you? We got cards. Cards? Mm-hmm. What kind of cards? So, so the cards were like, what were if you make it on the team or not? But did they give that to you in front of everybody else, or did they give it to you in your school book? No, they gave it in to us. Yeah, in our class. They gave it to our teacher, and at the end of the day, they gave it to us. Oh, okay. I felt sad when I, when I saw mine. Yeah, I remember that you felt sad. You didn't want to read it, did you? Mm-hmm. You just wanted me to read, and you didn't want to tell. You didn't want to tell me. You just wanted me to read the paper. Please don't hit that. Don't hit it. Oh, wait. Okay. Don't. Now that some time has passed, how do you feel about it now? Sort of good. Sort of good. I still have next year. That's right. When you and I went to the field, and you ran the the distance and you showed me what you did do you know how much faster the other kids were than you they're faster than me um i believe so like more because i got behind because of so much running i'm only i believe so i'm only good at relays i think you're good at running for relays no for sprints too i think it's just practice do you know how many, how, do you know how far your time was from the people who got on the team? Um, mm-hmm. You don't know? Yeah, I do not know. Oh, okay. You were about eight seconds off, which is not bad. Do you think if we worked at it that, well, would you want to work at getting faster? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I have a tough question for you now. When you were littler and you were at Ninja, Ninja Sports Club, mm-hmm. did you, and there was something that you couldn't do, you would get frustrated, right? Yeah. But when I came over, talked to you through the steps, did that make it easier to try again? Yes. Yeah? You liked it when I coached you like that, right? Mm-hmm. More better when they say the steps how to do it. Ah, get it. I get it. Anything you, you want to add? No. No? If you tried out again next year, or, I mean, would you want to work on this between now and next year? Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to add something else? No? You can say anything you want into that microphone, you know. Okay. That's really, that's what you want to say? (laughs) Fart sounds, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) fart sounds. Owen? Yeah? Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to our show. One of the things that we love about Owen is how literal he is. There was a joke that we used to say to him that he would never understand. He does now, so he catches it. But we would tell him, hey, Owen, can you hold your horses? And then he'd go, I don't have any horses, Dad. Now when we try to tell him this joke, he just catches us and he's like, that doesn't work on me anymore. 
If you're hearing this message, you've reached the end of the episode, and for that, I want to say thank you. I hope you have enjoyed what you've heard and are walking away with newfound knowledge. We are the ADHD family. See you soon for a new episode. I have three things to ask of you. Number one, if you have any comments, questions, or guest ideas, please leave a comment on the Facebook page. Number two, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps people find us. And number three, if you want to be a guest on the show or know someone who would make a great guest, contact me through our Facebook page. This podcast is open to everyone. You don't need to be an expert, just passionate and want to see change. The opinions expressed by the host and guest are not associated with any employer or organization unless otherwise stated.